Hello, ghouls. Welcome to Brave to Basement. I'm your host, Ghoul the Rules. I'm your co-host, Black One Jack Two. If you enjoy getting a little scared, ghost stories, haunted houses, a believer in the supernatural, or maybe even a skeptic wanted to look at things from a different perspective, then this is the show for you. Today's episode is sponsored by Ed's Barbershop. Ed's Barbershop is located at 210 Lane Street, North Judson, Indiana. So if you enjoy getting your hair cut from a hometown barber with that old-fashioned feel, then dial 574-896-3344 and schedule your appointment today. Hey, Blackjack, how's it going? Uh, pretty good. And I heard that I got my thing wrong last time. You did. So you predicted that it was going to be something with a haunted mansion, and it was actually a haunted boat. At least I got haunted, right? You got haunted, what? It's, a- <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty easy when you have a paranormal paranormal podcast. So today's episode, Blackjack, we're going to do another ritual game. All right, that sounds cool. Going so, back to that OG style. That's right. So we already did Bloody Mary earlier this season, and now we are doing a game I never heard of. This one's new to me. It is called The Hooded Man. I've never heard of The Hooded Man. So you have no idea what it's about. Yep, that's pretty much it. So the Hooded Man ritual allows the player to access another dimension, which is called the Other World. In this ritual, the player will call an entity to drive him to the other world. There's a lot of instructions on this one, Blackjack, so I'm just going to get right to it. Um, so, requirements to play this game, you need one corded telephone. I'm talking about the old-fashioned telephone. I was talking about like the one with the spinning dials. Yep. Oh, okay. If you use a cordless one, the ritual will not work. Two black cords... Each one must be approximately 50 centimeters or 1.6 feet long. One watch or pocket watch. Uh, one room to play the ritual. One table, one chair. So preparing the room, uh, choose a room to play the ritual in. Leave the room as dark and silent as possible. It's pretty simple there, right? Calling the hooded man. It is recommended to play at night, and if you are playing with friends only one is required to follow the instructions below. Go in the room you had previously prepared. Sit down before the telephone and count to 13. With the phone on, the let me read this again, I'm sorry. With the phone on the cradle, dial the number 204-96888. Tie one of the black cords to the telephone's handset. Use the cord to lift the handset and dial the number 25515823. Count to 13 and put the handset down, but do not put it on the cradle. Approach your face to the handset and say, Hi, I need a cab. Untie the first cord and replace it with the second one. By this point, you're going to go outside. If you see a black cab... Park near your house with the lights on. Open the door and get inside. If you are playing with friends, they should go too. If the door is locked, do not get in. It may, it might be a regular car trying to break into it and get you in trouble. <laughs> yep. After you enter the car, lock the doors and make sure to be in a comfortable position. You will fall asleep in approximately 70 seconds. 
If you check below the driver's seat, you will find an iron hook and a dirty spoon. After you wake up, look at your watch. If your watch doesn't read 3.30 a.m., get out of the vehicle, go inside the room you use to call the cab, and destroy the two cords with fire. If your watch reads 3.30, you will fall asleep again in approximately 70 seconds. You will wake up again, but this time the car will be moving and you will see a hooded man on the driver's seat driving the cab in a dark place. If you want to go back, say to the driver, I have reached my destination. You will wake up in your starting location in front of the telephone you use to call the cab. Dial the number 200082 in the telephone and say, thank you for the ride. Destroy the second cord with fire. The drivers, also called hooded man, are interdimensional agents who wear black vests with hoods. Some people believe that looking at their face leads the player to death, but there is no evidence for this. And some uh, last second additional information. If you try to physically attack the driver, he will put you in the trunk of the cab. It is not known what happens next. If you talk to the driver, he will not answer. It is not known what happens if someone looks at the driver's face. Don't worry about sleeping in the cab. You can lock the doors and whoever tries cause any damage to the cab will die in a very painful way. If the player doesn't thank the driver for the ride, he will come back. What do you think of that, Blackjack? A lot, a lot of rules to follow. A lot of rules. This is one you definitely want to have a checklist with. And... I was thinking, you know, because we live in an area where we don't really have taxi cabs. Uh, I mean, we had, I, I've seen a couple signs. There's like one taxi. There's like one car, right? Yeah. But um, can you imagine if we did this and you looked outside there's a cab, would you go outside? No. I probably wouldn't either. This one's kind of freaky to me. And, um, you know, it. Especially if you looked outside and it wasn't the one little cab that we see driving around. That would definitely be pretty freaky. The whole time I was thinking, I was like, this is stranger danger. Definitely stranger danger. Because you don't know what's going to happen or who's going to get in it. Or what if it's not a you know, multi-dimensional car? It's, it's a, someone's real car and you just get in it. Like, you go to jail. <laughs> so I scoured the internet because I just had to see... There just had to be someone who posted an experience on this. And um, I found one on uh, Reddit. And I had to shorten it because it was pretty long. And in uh, some instructions, when, when you look up the instructions on how to do this, they tell you you got to do a cleansing. And so it, it depends on what website you're getting your information on, on how to actually perform the ritual. Um, this person got their instructions from, uh, one of the sites to tell you, you got to do some, uh, sage and spread salt and all this other stuff. So it kind of starts out there as instructed. I burned the sage and spread salt in our apartment. I already procured the rotary phone before, uh, hand from a pawnbroker. Not difficult for me, mind you, because I'm a sales manager and I know a few local dealers in our area. And I called the numbers as instructed. I followed the other instructions as perfectly as I could. As soon as I burned the first cord, I felt very disturbed. 
but I had this feeling so many times performing other rituals. The thrill of it, the uncertainty of whether the ritual would even work or not. I looked out the window and my forehead furrowed in confusion and slight panic. There was a black taxi outside, just across the street. I looked again just to make sure it wasn't me. Imagining things, sure enough, there was a black cab, but I couldn't make out if it was empty or not. The windows were up, and with the small amount of lighting on the street, it was extremely difficult to figure out anything else about the cab. So I decided to investigate it. I walked down and stared at the cab for a minute, unsure of what to do. Entering someone's car without permission could land me in trouble, and the last thing that I wanted was trouble with the police. But it wouldn't hurt to look. The taxi was empty, so I decided what the heck. I climbed into the back seat of the taxi and made myself comfortable for a nap. It wasn't very difficult for me to sleep, as I'm one of those people who can fall asleep almost anywhere. I woke up with a start and realized I was still in the cab. I decided to check the time. I looked at my watch and sure enough it was 3.30. I shrugged and went back to sleep thinking I would wake up after 5 minutes and walk back to my apartment. Now here's where things get weird. I think I had a dream, but everything felt so real. Maybe it was a lucid dream. So the dream I had is as follows. I woke up. I don't know how long I had been asleep. I woke up to the sound of the car moving and I started freaking out. I sat up and was about to ask the driver to stop, but when I looked at him, he was wearing a hood. A gray and black one, the type you would see street urchins who post graffiti here in UK wear. I started to freak out to the point that I was legitimately crying, but I tried to keep my sobs as silent as possible. I hadn't thought that this ritual would work. None of them did. I must have ridden in the cab for hours, I think. I saw burnout fields, husk of buildings. It was apocalypse now outside. I saw no human figures, though. Just a whole hum of the cab. My fear had lessened a bit. You can only be terrified to death for a few minutes. After a few hours, you get used to it, I think. At least I did. Not saying that I wasn't scared, but I wasn't crying anymore. At some point, we had risen up in the sky. It's difficult to explain exactly, but I think the cab might have been flying at this point, and the world had an aerial view to it, like looking down from an airplane with a fish lens view. The hum of the cab stopped suddenly as I heard the side door of the taxi open. I stiffened with fear. Someone, something, entered the cab and sat down next to me. I was so freaked out to look at the new passenger and I had remembered that if you looked at the passenger, that he would stab you. So I kept my gaze as fixed as possible. Thank you very much. The passenger didn't say anything, but he moved. I could see him fidgeting, and I felt like he was looking at me. Staring like a wanker, you know. It was just becoming too creepy and too disturbing to be under this constant gaze. So I told him to stop it, but I didn't look at him. That's actually what I said. I almost yelled the words, I think. And then he touched my shoulder. It's hard to describe how, but I felt safe, comforted, and like I was back home. I didn't feel threatened or terrified anymore. I just felt that I could trust him. It was like being high on angel dust or molly or blues. Everything was just so hazy and it's difficult to describe, but it felt like I had known this person forever. 
a, fam- a familiarity that was hard to describe. And he looked like a god. No, seriously. His eyes were the most indescribable color I've ever seen. They were blue, but also so many different colors at different points. It didn't matter back then that his eyes were changing color. Weirder stuff has happened to me in a lucid dream than just a person changing their eye color. But his eyes were enthralling. Everything about him was perfect. It was like a perfect sculpture coming to life. His brown hair tumbled down to the side in gorgeous curls. His skin was pale and shined with an odd yet beautiful glow. His smile bared his perfect bleached teeth. His lips sleek and red. He was definitely very handsome. Top bloke. He greeted me politely with a simple hi. I nodded nervously, realizing that I had been staring in a not-so-subtle way. His, his smile was maddening and charming at the same time. It was his confidence, like he knew something I didn't, and smiled with that knowledge. Aren't you going to get off, he asked. Again, his voice was so enthralling that I didn't think that I answered him. I must have just stared at him. I don't remember. It's a bit hazy, this dream. Why are you here, Molly? Okay. At that, I recoiled a bit. He knew my name, but it didn't matter. He was a friend, or at least he seemed to be. I, I don't know, I stuttered, like a twat. Is it because, with that, he began describing my problems, our financial situation? My boyfriend and I had jobs, and we make enough to pay the rent and get along, but with the rising rent prices and all the other things, our financial situation was going to be a bit under. Also, some other personal problems that I wouldn't care to mention here. We talked for hours or even more, and we discussed a lot of things, most of it about me. I have a suspicion that every time I tried to talk about him, he would bring the conversation around on me. So most of it was my problems. Many times through our conversation, he offered solutions and even told me that he could help me personally if I wanted. I politely declined because I don't know why. I just don't, didn't want to be rude. And, you know, I didn't want to impose. But after a few times of him saying that he could help me, I started thinking that he was a bit too eager to help, you know. I actually remember every word he said because his voice was bloody good. His exact words were, I can watch over you, Molly. And I agreed with him. Hey, this was just a dream, and I thought, eh, what the hell. I just went with it. We talked a bit more, and then he asked me if I wanted to go home. Until he had mentioned home, I actually had completely forgotten about that. I nodded, and I fell asleep in his lap. But I think I heard him speak to the taxi driver just as I was falling asleep. I was just too out of it to make out the words, and they didn't seem like English anyways. I woke up in my apartment. It was then that I realized that I had probably fallen asleep and dreamed about the whole thing. It was a bit funny, but also a little bit creepy because, to be honest, I never really remember any of my dreams. Not in this kind of detail, anyway. That is just... A cool story. It is really a cool experience. I thought it was neat too, and but you know, kind of going back to you know the the website that I was reading from, and they were trying to describe kind of what what this the hooded man actually is that the taxi driver. Um, you know, it kind of throws up some red flags for me, Blackjack. Um, you know because. 
what is this? I mean, I'm I'm not even sure. The the, the agency. So and so I I went back to it said they're interdimensional agents who wear black vests with hoods. So are they good or bad? Or they're neutral? I don't know. And and you know, and just just like a lot of urban legends and everything, you know, you could do your own research and you you'll find out some different things or people tell you to do different things. And you know, this website tells you, hey, don't attack the guy or you know, throw you in a in the, in the back of the cab and no one knows what happens to you after that. But you know, is it wise to mess around with interdimensional agents? No. And then on top of the hooded man himself, what about the dude that got in the cab with this girl? What what do you what was that you think? I uh I don't know. So she described it as a dream. And a lot of it is, you know, you you call the cab and you go out there and then you go to sleep in this cab. And then you'll wake up, and if it's the right time, then you go back to sleep. And then when you wake up, that's when everything crazy happens. And then at the end, it's like you wake back up where you started the game. So is this just a way of tricking the mind into having some sort of almost predetermined kind of outcome or dream? I I have no clue. You're just full of all the answers today, aren't you, Blackjack? Yes, I am giving you 100% true honesty because this one's a, this is a, a head scratcher. This definitely is a head scratcher. It's a, it's a ritual I've never heard of. Um, it definitely has its creepy elements. This, this was just one one story that I that I found online, and you know, I would be hesitant personally to go climbing some car, especially in in my neighborhood because you know, like we said earlier, there's like one cab that drives around it's a local person who's got their own little local business so seeing cabs is you know the norm where we live and to look out and see a cab um would definitely increase the chances that the ritual worked so it's not like if you lived in new york city and be like well if i do this look outside and see a cab just sitting there uh chances are don't get in the cab because there's this cabs everywhere in new york city but around here there are no cabs and it might actually work so if it did work you'd be like okay this really worked so, <laughs> okay we actually got to follow through so that's one of those situations and i honestly i don't know i don't know if i would go blackjack it's kind of scary no, i don't we, know what this is i i don't know what to make of it we should do it i mean if this is an interdimensional agent then, you know, it's not necessarily you're, you're dealing with a ghost or a demon or, or, you know, angels and all that thing. You're, you're dealing with interdimensional beings and interacting with interdimensional beings. And as we learned in the elevator game, if you remember that, talking about rituals uh, going way back, um, interdimensional travel can be extremely dangerous and you don't know exactly where you're going to end up. And some of these other dimensions aren't very pleasant places to be. Eh, don't worry. You got the taxi driver. So you think you're safe as long as you're with the taxi driver? Yes. That is, you know, I... I it's really hard for me to have a, a, an opinion on this because I just don't know enough about it, you know? It's usually when you do these ritual games, I mean, other than the elevator game, because I guess the whole premise is to go to another dimension... 
But you know, when you're doing Bloody Mary and you know all all these other ones, you know, Ouija boards, and so you're trying to contact some sort of spirit in some sort of way. And this, we don't know if you're dealing with spirits or, like they said, interdimensional agents. If you'd like to become a Brave the Basement ghoul, be sure to share this show on social media. Go to bravethebasement.weebly.com and sign up for our newsletter to get all the latest news and updates when each episode has been posted. If you have a ghost story you would like to share, you can reach us at bravethebasement at gmail.com. Your story can make it on the show and be featured on the website. You can also submit your story on Reddit under the subreddit Brave the Basement or in the YouTube comment section. If you have an eerie ghost photo you would like to share, please email us and include a description and your photo could be added to our photo gallery. And that brings us to the end. We hope that we brought you just a little fright. And remember when you were up late at night and you hear something in the other room that just doesn't seem right. It's okay if you need to turn on the light to protect yourself from things that go bump in the night. I'm your host, Gulda Rules. I'm your co-host, Black One Jack 2. And I hope you join us again. Until next time.